Hello, everybody. This is Bonus Features Podcast. I am your host, DJ Corduroy. And DJ Medicine Pie. And this is our fourth episode. Dang, already? Don't you feel like a professional? I feel like we've been doing this for like three years. Basically have. The show's like on the verge of getting like destroyed. We're gonna be canceled soon. We're gonna be canceled soon. It's just so whatever. But yeah, this is Bonus Features Podcast. We are a talk show podcast about music. We're actually gonna talk about music today. And oh, are we? We are. Wow, we haven't done that. We're going to talk about, we, we talked about it a little bit, but we're going to talk about music and animation. And the animation that we're going to talk about is the movie Wolf Children by Mamoru Hosoda, the directed by Studio Chizu. Bless him. Bless. Pretty excited. I love the director, so... talk about wolf children very so, yes dj medicine pie tell us a little bit about the director of this film all right so mr mamaru hosoda so he is a japanese <laughs> film director and animator he's a man who studied oil painting in college me too as as really that's yeah. it <laughs> he studied at the kanazawa college of art and he used to actually animate for Toei Animation, which most everyone knows because they're like, yeah, you know, the most popular studio ever. So, man was born in 67, did most of his early work through the early, early 90s to today. So, but he didn't hit like prominent mainstream success until The Girl Who Leapt Through Time in 2006, even though he did direct what about Digimon? the Digimon movie. You can't say that that's yes, not prominent mainstream success. Uh, Digimon. <laughs> man, if he would have made Digimon, then yeah, but he didn't make Digimon. He just, he directed, just, he just directed that movie. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, he worked uh, for Toei 2005 to about 2011. In 2011, he finally formed his own studio, which was Chizu. So now all of the movies that he puts out are through that studio. All of similar art styles and, yeah, you know. So, yeah. He was he directed like a lot of very prolific anime movies that I know you most of you have heard of. Yeah, he directed and wrote a, like most of them. So The Girl Who Left yeah. Her Time, um The Boy and the Beast, Summer Wars. Yeah, in this movie Wolf Children, which is yeah. And uh he's also had several like small small roles like I said he used to help animate for Dragon Ball Z, which is obviously flipping huge and then he directed the opening of samurai shampoo he was actually supposed to direct house moving castle originally yeah i saw that but then he wasn't like he 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 couldn't get an idea that uh miyazaki liked essentially because that man doesn't like anything he he does not like anything (laughs) he doesn't like anything what he does exactly so (laughs) yeah so that that's uh that's some of his roles there but a very very good director he's definitely on the come up I would say, he 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 was on the come up, and he's just stayed well, he's, he's stayed steadily growing. Yeah, so I mean, he's made a name for himself. Oh definitely. yeah, for sure. Yeah, people always make comparisons of him to Miyazaki, and his 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 style is so obviously his, like yeah. his studio, the way they animate and everything. It's like so, like you you could just point it out and be like, oh yeah, that's 
you know. That's Studio Chizu. That's that boy, Masoda. Yeah. So I know Madhouse helped produce the first few movies, yes. but I think The Boy and the Beast is the one that was completely done standalone. By yeah, Chizu. yeah. I think Madhouse did help with Summer Wars too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they definitely did. Mamoru Hosoda. That's he's a name you will be hearing a lot of in anime. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen this movie or heard anything about it, it's called Wolf Children, and basically it's about a family of a single mother and two half-human, half-wolf children. And so after starting a family with a werewolf, Hannah, the main character, or Hannah, is expectantly left alone to raise two half-human, half-wolf children. Yeah, she's on the single mom grind, and it's very, it's, very tr- it's very tough. It's a tough her. grind, and we watch her throughout the movie. The movie covers like 13 years. We just watch the family grow throughout the movie and it's it's a really sentimental movie why do you all why do you, you got to stop making us watch these sad movies i'm blaming look, you for this you're right actually i am blaming movie, you look, for this mo- movie good if you don't like sad stuff get out of here you 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 need to you need to get in there and find out what makes you you and you know you need to just get in there and i hit the table i'm sorry get in there and find out what makes you you Put that on a shirt. Go watch. Put that on my tombstone. Go watch every single movie on my anime list. On yours? Go look up my anime list. Just go What's watch your every handle. Hendrix underscore Garrett. Is that it? That's two R's and two T's. Shameless plug. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so so this is definitely it's a great movie. It's a little sentimental, so if that's not your cup of tea. Yeah, if you don't like sad stuff, which I know several people who just can't get watch over sad it movies. and drink the tea. <laughs> but no, continue what say what you were gonna say. I'm sorry, I did that. No, I mean that's it. If you don't I mean if you don't like sad movies, it is what it is, but a lot of people like myself enjoy sad movies. We enjoy the self pity well, it's just like i don't i don't i don't react to real life situations so we just with sadness it. so i just consume like sad media <laughs> so it's like okay i am still a human being cool i am in fact still alive yep i think and that's and that's why i like them i guess i don't know i like a more realistic approach to human emotion in movies mm-hmm. like stuff that's not so much like fantastic spectacle and more like more slice of life and you know, realistic. Very realistic, despite this, for this movie, it was very realistic, despite, you know. Despite the, the half-wolf the half thing, wolves. but it's like, the way it's handled is very. The way that we see the world through, like, the way we see things is very realistic in and the movie. Imagining myself in that situation, very realistic. We're going to talk about music for once. So wow. the musical composer for the film is Tagaki Masakasu, and he's also known for writing the score of another Hosoto film, The Boy and the Beast, and Studio Ghibli documentary The Kingdom of Dreams and Madness, which I haven't seen. I have seen. It is very awesome. Oh, okay. It's just fun to see Miyazaki roast everybody. Is that the one? Was that on Netflix, or am I making that up? Um, Probably not. I illegally downloaded it. Oh, did you now? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, Mom. I'm going to have to... You're going to have to edit that um, out. I'm going to... 
Well, it looks like we have to wrap things up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the mu music for this was very, there were a few songs that were, there was only like one song that was really upbeat and Pro fanfare. Yeah, everything else is very like. Everything else is very melancholic and um, like soft. A lot there's, of strings. There's a lot of piano. There's a few strings. Most of the movie is just like a soft piano playing in the background. However, this one song, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Okasan no Uta is a lullaby sung by a mother. Well, the like lyrics for the song is basically a mother singing a lullaby to her kids. And she's sad about the idea of her kids leaving her one day, which kind of reflects the movie. Mm -hmm, right. That's the whole like... That's basically the whole if, movie. If, if any of y'all have ever had parents... Uh, I'm sure you have dealt with like your parents being, you know, you going off to college or you getting a job and, you know, moving away. Like I'm sure you've dealt with parents like who were who who were really upset about it and may not have seemed upset until it actually happened. And then yeah. it was like, you know. And then you realize that how much it affects them and how you affect them. Yeah. But yeah, so the song this is I'm pretty sure the song was in the trailer for the movie mm. and it reflects the movie very well. So I'm going to play a little bit of it, or I'm going to play it because I like it's, yeah, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> song that was just that was like the one of the more prominent songs in the film the rest of the score is just like of like i said ambience and like some light pianos in the background and that's that's always been my favorite kind of soundtracks like five centimeters had a soundtrack that was just piano the whole time and mm. i can i can i know that entire soundtrack by heart so it's like I always remember yeah. like Garden piano of pieces, Garden of Words I soundtrack. That. I know you know. <laughs> I I like it because it's very minimalistic. Yeah, and that's why I, I like soundtracks like that a lot. And there were a few other cool songs from the movie. I feel like that was the most endear, not endearing, but just it like, left an impression. It left on an impression me. on me, and it was. I hate it. <laughs> I hate being sad. <laughs> first thing we can that he shows a lot of in this film is I guess growing up with a single mother because the movie is told from the perspective of Yuki yeah she's narrating the movie and she's telling the story of her mom who is a single mother raising her and she does a great job of like telling you about or just like showing you telling and showing you how rough it was for her because she's a single mother and she's also raising two wolf children yeah and she knows half wolf children yeah. half wolf children 
I just like saying wolf children because it is it does roll off the tongue. It just rolls off the tongue, yeah. and that's the name of the movie. There are a few parts in the film that does a great job of showing how desperate, or just like how like just how much the mother struggled. Yeah. So you mentioned this. There's a part in the film where she has to decide whether to take her her son. Yes, her her son had eaten the, something poisonous. The I believe it was it was, was it? that stuff that's in pocket Sil- silica gel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I, yeah, and it's always like do not eat. And on he those he things. ate that. And it was like on it. the floor, and he had, he, he ate had it, thrown up, and everything. And she was debating which what what do I take this kid to the doctor or vet? Like, and they were like basically across the street from each other and so we see from her perspective her looking at the doctor's office and then looking at the vet and looking back and forth and then eventually she just calls like 911 she I calls guess. like the, she calls like a poison like control. a poison control center yeah. and what did i forgot which will give told. you advice on they told know. her to do something i forgot but yeah, me too. apparently it wasn't that big of a deal right and you know that depends but she if you're a mother you're 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 freaking just out like, immediately because <gasps> it says don't eat and, and she's and, and she's such a young up. mom too yeah, like she's really young she's very young so she's even at the end of the movie she's still really young mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was one instance where we kind of saw the desperation or just like the clear like the, the separation between having a normal kid <laughs> the, the the difference between having a just a normal child at that age and then Obviously, the struggle of having a half wolf, half human child, and realized how big of a big of a uh, I don't know what do you call it, just like the just, how, just how much of a struggle it was going to be. I feel like that was her first like, holy crap, like this is gonna yes. be tough. Also, she okay. So all of this is basically at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's all before she kind of figures things out. But, mm-hmm. but you mean, you child mean it, services. Oh, child services, yeah. Child got services involved. got she, involved because yeah. she hadn't had, she hasn't, she hadn't taken any of her kids to a doctor. And you and you have to, like you legally have to get certain vaccinations at younger ages and stuff. You can't just, yeah. especially in Japan, those rules are very, you mm-hmm. know, they they keep very, you know, the tabs on that kind of stuff. She hadn't gotten them any vaccinations. They hadn't been to any regular checkups, and so. Child services came and were like asking her questions and tr- basically trying to get into her apartment. And she wouldn't let them in. And it's uh, it's DSS, by the way, DSS. the Department of Social Services. Yeah. Yes, yeah. DSS. Also, their landlord. They live in an apartment and they're in the city. Yeah. In the city, and like the landlord came and was like, "Well, it looks like you. I know you have dogs here. Like I know you have pets." And then she. Hana was just like, I don't, I promise you, like, I don't. And she was like, I know you do, like. Yeah, do you think I'm I, stupid? She was like, do you think I'm stupid? Because like, the kids are like, they're kids, and obviously they're going to be crying and stuff, but sometimes they just happen to be in yeah. animal form when they're, like, howling or barking at something yeah. or just making a whole lot of obvious dog noises. Wolf noises? Check your privilege. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't call. Don't call the police. <laughs> I'm just like trying. I just realized it was a check your privilege joke. Check I, your privilege. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Did you just assume their species? I'm sorry. <laughs> Part of the movie that I liked but I didn't like 
is just like the relationship between the two wolf children so yuki and ame they're vastly different at the beginning of the movie well and yeah they even gr- throughout yeah. the movie they're pretty I mean, different it, it switches at, at some point but yeah one's very rough and tumble and then one's just shy and very uh, introverted and you know it's kind of up under mom all the time mm-hmm. you know and she tries to like break him out of that and then it switches to where yeah you know he's more he's the independent he's one. the independent one and then she's more just a just a normal um just high school girl. girl yeah or cool. not even high school actually yeah I think they no, were she, she was just a middle school at middle the, school yeah middle school yeah they don't have the best relationship I would say well, no, they're not very, like, and it's, no, because they, they fight a lot, like, normal mm-hmm. siblings and stuff like that. They don't, you yeah. know, they just don't get along, and it is what it is. It's, it is what I, it is. I, I have a lot, I mean, I have a lot of, you know, younger brothers and sisters and stuff, and yeah, it just, you know, that's just how it is. I think, <laughs> especially at that age, like, they're not going to get along at that age. <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to be completely different. They were very different throughout the yeah. whole movie. Um, so I think it tu- it did a good job of not only touching on how being raised by a single mother will affect you, but also just, like, the differences in, like, your siblings and yourself because they were very different from each other and they had very different ideas of what they should be doing as half-wolf, half-human children. Kind of making the choice between... Do I want to live my life as a wolf or do I want to just like, do I want to just be a human, you know, most of the time? Just, yeah. And so So that was one thing that I thought was really well done. Another thing that was really well done in this film, I would say, is the compression of time because the the pacing the pacing is fantastic. The, yeah, because most anime films they tend to hit a point, usually not that bad, but they tend to hit a point where things start seeming to rush more, like a like a like a you know American style like film. Like our yeah. cartoon, where like, like the whole movie's been like a kind of a slow moving, like gradual progression. Then all of a sudden it hits like a like oh okay we're we're moving along now. And then it's just like, like yeah, exactly just the three. It reminds act. me a lot of like Disney films, um, how they are just go 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 and yeah. I did notice the movie starts off just like immediately, like mm-hmm. the movie. I I I turned on the movie and then I was like. It was just like, I'll, I'll, like there wasn't I, like I a... I turned on the movie, immediate depression. I was already crying. Like, <laughs> no, I turned on the film and um, I was thinking like, oh, okay, there's going to be like some like elaborate um, opening sequence that shows me the title and all of this. No. F- like f- frivolous stuff is going to happen at the beginning just for like theatrics. No, the movie just started like main character talks to the other character like it just started and i was like oh starts in college like they just start like anyway that was dumb but (laughs) the movie just started like (laughs) and then it was over (laughs) (laughs) yep 
And then I cried. Yep. <laughs> the pacing was really great. Um, I, f I didn't feel like any part of it was slow or too fast. Yeah, it was but I well. So the pacing was great. But um, I want to talk about the time compression, like the actual compression of years into a oh, two-hour yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like... Which, which was so good. It uh, was so well done. Because usually that's such a cheesy, stupid it's thing. It's really... When they try to, like, yeah. show progression at, like... Like, like certain people can do it, right? Like, I feel like Makoto Shinkai does a good job with his, like, yeah music video style stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, this was just felt so natural. It was weird. It was very natural, and it didn't seem rushed. I think that the way that the time was compressed in the movie was really great because it was 13 years condensed into a little under two hours of a movie. And they do a really great job with the montages. Yes. Usually, like I said, or like you said, when that's done in the movie, it's kind of, it can be jarring and it can be really annoying because you're like, you're watching characters and then you know you leap through time and you're at a different part of time and they're older and, and they just, don't do a good job of like showing and then you're just like anything. what happened in between but this was like okay so the montages were great so at the beginning of the movie hana meets her werewolf man <laughs> Where man? Whose man's is this? Whose wolf's man? Whose wolf's man's is this? <laughs> so, they have you know, they have their furry relationship, and we get a, we get a nice montage okay. of them eating food, and you know being really cute, and but then well not cute because she was morning sickness anyway <laughs> i mean it was still like it's it just was cute it, but it was like, it was it was like normal stuff they didn't try to fluff it out they were just like yeah this is what being pregnant is like this is what being a, a, a guess, young couple is like it's cool to see that because like you said a lot of the movies by the studio are very realistic or there's a sense of realism in it which contrasts the fact that there's literally a werewolf. <laughs> exactly. Like, but like, all I get, the decisions that are made. The decisions the that are made are really realistic, but the setting and the environment is not. Well, like, there's a werewolf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a werewolf. That's clearly something supernatural, but just like the way that everyone reacts to it is very realistic. So, like, they show her, they have their furry intercourse, and then. She becomes pregnant and she just has morning sickness all the time. I'm assuming it's worse because she's having like twins. Yeah, she's having like. Are they twins or? Well, one of them was younger. My trip. They I were twins. One of them was younger than the other one. She had them both at the same time. It didn't show her pregnant twice, fool. It didn't, but I was. I thought it. They did a time skip. Maybe I'm an idiot. I mean, if I'm an idiot, that's embarrassing because I could have sworn. Hang on a minute. Maybe I thought that one of them was younger. The I think boy. one of them seemed younger, but I'm not sure now, actually, now that you mention it. I mean, it, they did only show her pregnant once. And has two half-wolf, half-human children with him. Wait, how did that happen? I guess they did do a time skip. They did skip. a time skip. It was. I, just, I guess I just didn't notice. We back, them. boys. Oh, so hey, everybody. I guess that could be one. Maybe, maybe the both of us are, maybe we're dumb. Maybe maybe that wasn't really clear. I feel like maybe that was a small time where they did do a time skip and it wasn't really clear. But, I mean, 
so there's two wolf children and I believe Ame is the younger brother and he's like a year younger I think she had him like a year after she had Yuki my favorite I remember watching it I watched it yesterday they finally make the decision to put them in school or yes. the, uh, Hana makes the decision to put her two wolf children in school or she doesn't really want to but Yuki her daughter really wants to go to school yeah and so she finally decides to let them go to school and they do a really great mon that montage where they're showing the um them they're showing Yuki and Ame in their classrooms and yes, then it slides yes. it pans over and then you see Yuki in a different class so it's like she's in year 1 then it pans over and she's in year 2 and then we pan back to Ame and he's in year 1 cuz he's like a year younger than her and he's very like he hates school like he's just not talking to anyone you see him he doesn't look happy then we pan back to Yuki and she's like raising her hand she's and, like, thriving she's yeah. doing really well despite because at the beginning of the movie she was very rambunctious and like she was always yeah, she got older she just kind of she kind of chilled out and started being more human like or girl lady like or girl like or whatever but um <laughs> Um, gender's not real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now you're right. I hate this. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> Sorry. That's all that matters. Yep. We just like to have fun. We like to have fun here at, uh... <laughs> oh, God. We like to have fun here at Bonus Features. Senpai. That is me. How do you think this movie compares to other very popular movies that came out around the same time? So like in just the past, anime or just any, any movie. Any any animated movies. It's definitely one that like cuz I remember when it first like you know, I watched trailers and when it first was coming out out of pretty much everything else that was Around that time, that was the one that stuck out to me most. I mean, because I was already a fan of the director anyways. Yeah. Because I had already, you know, I would already seen Summer Wars when I was a very young kid. I remember running it from the library. Same with, like, Girl Who Left Through Time. Like, you know, I saw that when I was a very young kid. So, and it just seemed to have, like, a, like, there was this point in time where it, no movies were seeming to come out that I was, like, really hyped for. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the trailers for that one and got really excited because, you know. I saw the art style and was like, hey, wait a minute. That looks just like Summer Wars. And yeah. yeah. What do you think of the, like, CGI, the 3D stuff that was in the movie? It didn't bother me. Like, like, it's, like, in, some, like in some anime, especially, it doesn't bother me too much with movies, but with shows, like, it drives me up a wall because it's way too prominent in some shows. Like, there are some yeah. shows where it has, like, some CG sections, like, uh like old noise zero or something where like mm-hmm. the you know everything is like cg'd all to hell and like a lot of mix shows and stuff but uh it was interesting but um, like that didn't bother me near as much because it's not it's not like it was used for something like bombastic or something like you know where they're running through like the snowfield and stuff like that was all hand-drawn and great all, yeah but if you want to use cg for cars or like for you know if there's a, a huge 
group of people walking on a sidewalk or something like that's not something that like is so distracting or anything like that yeah the way it was used in this film was very minimal and uh, like yeah i liked it but it was kind of not not jarring but it it was like oh hey hey cgi yeah yeah like it wasn't bad but it was just like oh i mean it's, it's, it's definitely got it's like it's definitely got its moments where you could tell i mean it is very impressive when a when a studio or if you watch a movie where literally every single bit of it is completely hand drawn like that's definitely technically impressive yeah um but I don't think it's absolutely necessary for for like small stuff. But it is jarring when all of a sudden like you see something that that the the whole movie all of the like impressive stuff has been hand animated and hand drawn, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden for like a visually impressive scene they throw CG in there and it's like oh that sucks. Oh man. Yeah. But I, like I said, it didn't bother me too much. Pokemon Forever. Man, can we talk about Pokemon Forever? Because oh, man, the CGI in that. Y- y'all remember early 2000s? Because, dang. It's cool when, I mean, at this point in 2017, you know that CG CG or CGI is used in every single, I mean, it's used in all animation. Like, no one's drawing the stuff by hand. Right. I mean. We it, know that. The s- s- stuff in animation is still, you know, it's it's using computers. Some of it's still drawn. It's But yeah. it's like, but C- CG is. Like in America, like CG is all that's used now. Yeah, there is no drawn movies anymore. You, you have you. Yeah. When's the last time you saw Disney put out a movie that was drawn? The Princess and the Frog was like, I believe the Princess and the Frog was the last hand drawn movie they ever did. Well, not like using cells and stuff. I believe that's the last one they ever did. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't put out us anything <clears throat> ever. You know, Toy Story kind of started since that was the first full CGI movie. That's yeah. You know, that kind of started a, a craze, and they realized they could. It was cheaper. You didn't have to have like yeah. a crew of people all having to know how to do the same it's art faster. style. It's faster, you know. And it looks good. It, lo- it looks good depending on who's doing it. Yeah, I think it's great that they clearly use, you know, like computer graphics. But it's like it looks hands wrong. But, but but exactly. And if you and if you could find a way, like there's like there's a show Beyond the Boundary. That whole show looks. If I'm sure a lot of it uses computer, but you cannot tell. Like it looks so it looks looks yeah. so hand drawn, and the computer graphics aren't like mm-hmm. these blocky. Like it's been one week since you looked at me. Like CGI, you know. All right. <laughs> yeah. We got to do a conclusion now. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Y'all know what we talking about. <laughs> Y'all saw the Digimon movie. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I feel like people are just not going to know what we're talking about. Look, if you, if you don't get that joke, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Better so, wrap this up. <laughs> so overall, I would say I really enjoyed watching Wolf Children. A little feelsy. Very feelsy. It, times a thousand feelsy. Very feelsy, but decent. I have a little I, the ending. Look, obviously I'm not gonna talk about it, but like, I thought I thought the ending. I thought the ending was fine. A lot of things didn't add up. I didn't see. I don't have the receipts. I want to see receipts. <laughs> like, it just didn't add up. But you mean they didn't add up? 
think it was pretty typical. Actually, I'm not about to argue about this. Actually, I just know. I don't need to argue. I'm about to go watch that movie again. <laughs> do a do a frame by frame analysis. Oh my god. Send it to Digi, bro. <laughs> anyway, overall a good movie. Um, certified fresh. I would give it a good certified. Movie. I'd give it a good certified fresh. I'd give yeah. it a good certified fresh. It's got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. If that doesn't tell you, you know, you know, usually typical scores on Rotten Tomatoes aren't great. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it has that high of a score is yeah crazy. So if you're prone to action, I would say check out The Boy and the Beast. If you're prone to like, yeah, like if if you like a more like Hollywood style, like you know, like the world is at stake movie, mm-hmm. I'd say like yeah, Summer Wars or Boy and the Beast are both very. Very good choices for someone who, do, for people, for uncultured people who have no yes. attention span. Um, yes, yes, yes. I appreciated this movie because even though it was very narrative based, it was, it had aspects of an experimental film. Yeah, because yeah. there wasn't that much die. There was a lot of montages and a lot of scenes without that much dialogue. So I like, I like that a lot. It was very experimental. That's not for everybody, but like. It was cool. <laughs> it's a very cool movie. Check this movie out. You've probably, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you have watched it. Or, or have like, at least or at least heard you, of it. Like, you know what it is. And you've for sure at least heard of, you know, one movie the director has done. Yes. So, so I think that's going to be it for us today. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Bonus Features Podcast. This was fun. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for the for the had for being outbursts. childish that's 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 my bad we had a few moments but it was fun hope you guys enjoyed it thank you all for listening shout out to student media at usc wsc of course the multimedia directors george wassell and luke baker yep that's gonna be it so thank you for tuning into bonus features yep thanks y'all for listening Thank you.